the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. As of today, a landmark arms control treaty that President Reagan and the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev signed three decades decades ago is now over with. Correspondent Ben Thomas has a report. The United States and Russia have both walked away from the Intermediate-Range Nuclear Forces Treaty. Washington blames Moscow, saying it's been violating the treaty for years. Meanwhile, correspondent Rita Foley reports Mexico plans to open more shelters for immigrants seeking asylum in the U.S. It's a former assembly plant in Juarez across from El Paso, Texas. The idea is to provide the immigrants meals, medical attention, and more while they wait for the U.S. to decide on their asylum requests. That is Rita Foley reporting a popular surfing beach has been closed north of San Diego after a cliff collapse there, sending tons of sandstone on the beachgoers below, killing three people. This is SRN News. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that. I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough, and nothing could be further from the truth. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. These are wild times. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists uh, words carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. I'd never knew if Walter said fortunately or unfortunately there. There are days I feel both ways. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being with us. Job Saturday. 
It's the first. It's the first Saturday of the month. So as you always know, the first, the first Saturday that follows the first Friday of a month, to be precise, is the job Saturday week. I make sure that our folks know it, and it's such an awesome event that we scared Andrew away for the week. Um, so we are, we have uh, John in the booth today down in down in Egan. Thank you, John, for being with us. Always. Always happy to have you back. Good to be back, King. I was looking yeah. forward to it. Good. I'm glad. Um, and let me tell you, this one, he didn't get an easy week because Job Saturday sometimes is a is a lengthy process of product of pre production, and and there are numerous cuts, particularly when you layer on top of that a Fed meeting in which the head of the Federal Reserve, um. I, I, we have to play some of these cuts. I mean, he just stumbles all over himself. My my goodness, um, just just miserable. And then we have uh, and and we'll 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 talk about uh, some of these. Uh, we'll play some clips from the press conference for you as well. I'm going to tell you what a mid cycle adjustment is. Okay, the advantage of being an old econ prof which I guess I now am. I'm still dean of the school. I will be for for at least a little while to come, okay? Those, those fabulous words, okay, I serve at the pleasure of the president. Um, yeah, apply to my position. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I, I do have a, I do have a departmental position uh, uh, that I can go back to and, and will someday, but right now I still, I still work as a dean, but I still teach and I still try to keep my chops up on teaching about things and so what i'm going to do for you in the last part of the show today i'm going to make you wait till then you may run and you may run away i for all i know but uh, but what we do in this in that segment will be to actually give you the classroom experience of what how do would i explain to my first year students what it is the fed is trying to do okay and then we're going to do this Yes, dear listeners, without the benefit of the Phillips curve, because we know the Phillips curve doesn't exist anymore. In fact, it may not ever have. Anyway, 651-289-4477, the number to call, 651-289-4477. It is a, um, it is a beautiful day here. Uh, have, am I right that this has been just a fabulous, fabulous summer weather-wise? I guess we've had more rain than usual, and... Sure enough, I was I was uh, on a different golf course yesterday than I normally play, and it was um, soggy in parts. But yeah, nonetheless, uh, just a, just a great summer. I hope you're enjoying it too. Anyway, let's get to the jobs report here on Job Saturday on the King Banyan Show Business 1440. Non-farm payrolls up 164,000. That's 148,000 private sector jobs. Now, the reason I mentioned those two numbers first. I was telling people that I had thought that the number would be closer to the 19200 level. And I'm under, but here's okay. But I'll, what I teach my students is: be sure when you give a forecast, you have an explanation for why you might be wrong in either direction. So if it came in lower than I thought, I my first thought had been: suppose it turns out that private sector jobs were up about 140, 150,000 jobs, but we don't get the increase in hiring due to the census. Well, that, in fact, hasn't happened. Census hiring has not happened yet. As I scroll through, i got to scroll through a few pages here. Federal government, federal government employment only rose 2,000 workers. Normally in the years ending in nine, in the summer, the Census Bureau starts to take on workers to get ready for the census that they have to conduct in the year ending zero. So they start hiring them in the summer to get them ready for next, for, get them ready for next spring. Okay, you've read the newspapers as much as I have. You would you you know that uh, there's been some tussling over over the census and a question about citizenship being on it, whether they should print it, whether they should not print it. I think that's been delayed. So that normal cycle that I still thought had been there, 
apparently they didn't start hiring in time for the July employment survey. That payroll survey would have been out in the field on the week that uh, the week of I'm trying to do the math in my head, July 16th. Um, so three weeks after the court, this or two and a half weeks after the court decision, they had not started hiring their census workers. I think there'll be a bump in that number in the next month or two, but uh, it's something worth watching. And I don't think I don't think that got enough attention, but it was in my notes. If you follow me on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS, where others participate as well, uh, or my handle is at Banyan Show at Banyan Show. Uh, the test is how how does he spell his last name again? Every other letter's an A, right? At Banyan Show, if you followed me yesterday, this was one of the points I was trying to make in terms of well, this report might actually be better than we think because part of the reason that number's down is some of us, including me, thought that the census workers would start to show up in the in the in the payroll data. They have not yet. Uh, so that's on the good side. Now, what's interesting to me on what I would consider to be the not-so-good side, I keep waiting for the impact of the slowdown in manufacturing. All right, You remember a week or two ago, we got all of this news about... Um, about one of the one of the presidential candidates on the Democrat side, uh, Elizabeth Warren, saying that manufacturing the United States is in a recession. I'm going to call that claim half true. Okay, if I was going to be one of those fact checkers like Politifact or something like that, I'm going to call that one half true. Okay, output continues to rise in the manufacturing sector. However, all of the survey work that's done, all of the all of the data we get has been that has been that the manufacturing sector is saying things are weak. Tariff man on Thursday didn't help them out at all, kicked them in the shins with with another increase, although I think this one will hit the retail side more, but it makes the it makes the climb down from previous tariffs a much further away than they would have otherwise been. I believe that uh, I believe that the manufacturing sector is certainly in wait and see mode, but it did not show up in these data. Okay, it's manufacturing up sixteen thousand jobs, including twelve thousand in durable goods. Most of that was on the transportation side. Nine ninety five hundred jobs added in transportation, including seventy two hundred in motor vehicles and parts. So that is a that is a positive positive sign on that that or a positive sign in manufacturing, which contradicts everything else that that we've said that in terms of manufacturing. So the, the response back to Senator Warren. Should somebody wish to say you're wrong, the response is not you're wrong. It's, well, maybe in some places it's down, but how do you explain the strength of the transportation sector? In particular, how do you explain the strength of the transportation spec- sector when, in fact, some of, that, some, of that recession, some of that recession in manufacturing is due to one and only one thing, one and only one plane. We talked about it last week. There was a lot of lovely discussion from a few people on Twitter with us at Pound KBRS about the 737 MAX. What's happening in terms of Boeing and airplane manufacturing, aircraft manufacturing, is a different story than what's happening on the, on the car side because in automobiles and trucks, there continues to be pretty substantial, um, pretty substantial creation of cars. There's be- there's job hiring going on in that area. Things seem to be going reasonably well there. Okay, up and down the remainder of that area, primary metals was actually down 1,300 jobs. Machinery down 3,600 jobs. Um, but otherwise, you know, kind of normal numbers up and down the board. Uh, computer electronic products up two points, uh, twenty six hundred jobs, including uh, instrument. Half of that was was in instruments. So those numbers looked re- looked pretty good. 
pretty good. Construction has still slowed. And much of it seems to be concentrating in smaller and smaller areas. And so if I go down, I got to go find my chart. Hang on a second. We'll go, we'll go find a chart. So one of the things I always lo- like to look at is the diffusion index in terms of manufacturing. How many jobs are being, how many sectors are actually increasing in terms of manufacturing? That barely moved. In terms of a one-month span, manufacturing in of 76 manufacturing industries, in June, 57% of them were expanding. In, in July, 57% of them were expanding. So the economy, the manufacturing sector in terms of employment is doing okay. I mean, it, it feels like it's reducing into smaller and smaller segments. If I went back a year ago, the number of sectors of the 76 industries in manufacturing that are expanding would have been 63%. But seriously, the difference between 63 and 57 is not large enough for me to say there's something significant going on there. That could all be random noise for all I know. But if I look at the payroll survey, just the payroll survey, and people said, oh, 164 are also maybe a little bit disappointing. It wasn't all that disappointing. Okay? It wasn't a bad report at all on that side. And the report was even better in some other parts than those we've talked about. And we'll get to those next, right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Free offer contingent on subscription. Pay shipping and handling. Cancel any time. Message and data rates may apply. What happened, man? You used to be energetic, happy, and wow, did the ladies love you. Now, you fall asleep on the couch, tired and out of shape. Don't be that guy. Try a free bottle of Ageless Male Max, a Walmart bestseller with an ingredient shown to increase testosterone. Yes, it's now that easy. And when added to workouts... This ingredient has shown more gains in muscle and twice the reduction in body fat percentage. Plus, you get an added ingredient with a long history of being used for libido. Try Ageless Male Max free. Just text the word WIDE to 606060. If you're ready to support more energy, more strength, and more confidence, text WIDE to 606060. Text WIDE to 606060. 60. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. It's a beautiful morning. 
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Yeah. I don't want to paint here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I don't want to paint the job support as entirely positive. And I'm not. It's not a it's not a huge number. Private sector uh, the the private sector job employment uh, was revised down to, uh, by twelve thousand in the previous two months, um, and the estimate that had been out in the street was actually a higher number of one sixty five. But frankly, seventeen uh, again. Forecasters who think a ten percent miss is ha- is somehow meaningful and not just random noise, I think overestimate the quality of their own forecasts. I think they're indeed drinking their own Kool-Aid. I'd, I will tell you. So I, I have a... John has golfed with me in the past, and I have, a, I have a theory about putting. Okay? My theory is I putt to be sure I never miss by so much that I can't make the second putt, or you won't just give it to me because it's so close to the hole. I don't think about, well, I got to sink this. I got to sink this. I never try to get a forecast in in that that I believe to be exactly right. I give you a range in which I think the answer is going to fall, but freely admit that if it's on one tenth or two cent tenths, if we're thinking about the unemployment rate, or five or maybe a ten percent error around. My forecast, I'm going to say, yeah, well, okay, that's a little less than I expected. Yeah, that was a little more than I expected. But I'm not going to, I mean, I don't, I don't get myself bent out of shape over, over a miss of 17th, a, a, a miss of about 10% on a point forecast on a monthly employment number that has lots of noise in it. It just, it doesn't make sense to do that. All right. And. There, there was good news that people kind of buried I, on the uh, on the uh, household side that I want to tell you about in a moment. But I will tell you that I believe the market reaction to the jobs report was conditioned by the one-two punch of the Fed and the increase in tariffs against China announced by the president on Thursday. And so they were not in. They, you know, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for your news today. I don't want to hear the jobs report. Come on. It was... It was good. It was... It was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, let me... let me. The unemployment rate stayed at three at 3.7%. So everyone's like, oh, the unemployment rate was unchanged. Hey, get this. The... The labor force participation rate and the employment to population ratio both went up a tenth. Okay, 370,000 people added to the labor force. Okay, um, 370,000 people, including, let me go find, find table one, uh, 62,000 people who were, or 54,000 people who were entering the labor force for the very first time. Okay, they were just hopping into the labor force. So the not in the labor force number fell by 183,000. That's how the labor force participation rate went up. Okay, you had, so that swing, that 370 or, three, yeah, uh, 371,000 uh, swing in the number of people now going into the labor force. Now there's some rounding errors in there. Um is good news. People are being pulled into the economy. Now, I heard a couple of things that I thought were interesting about that. Um, I'm going to, let's go ahead and and look at a couple cuts here. Uh, uh, This is Bob Eisenbeis from Cumberland uh, Financial Advisors. Um, He used to be, used to be the head of research for the Atlanta Federal Reserve. And so, and so Bob's asked about about these job gains and he has a couple things to say i can't remember which one i really wanted so i'm just going to take them in order maybe i need them both let's play cut number six please uh john we now have about 6.1 million uh people unemployed whereas we have over 7 million job vacancies 
So if you're an employer and you have a job and you have a job vacancy and you can't hire people, why would you create more jobs? The only thing I can think of is that you may be creating jobs that have different skills. And so part of what we're looking at is a skill mismatch. So if it's a skill mismatch, if it's that, then then that indeed would be well i'm not going to i'm not going to offer more jobs but if we're if we've got 7 million job openings out there for 6.1 million people who are unemployed an unemployment rate of 3.7% the only way those jobs can be filled would be to find people with those skills who currently aren't looking for work or people who are not currently working for work who come into the workplace who can be trained to have those skills that they can learn them faster and faster, right? The desire for a credential rather than a degree. Not good for me. I work at a university. We tend to think of ourselves as degree producers. Um, what what I've been trying to do over the last few years is to get to get people to think about what we what we can produce in terms of skills, competencies, and 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 thinking of credentials that are not fully a degree, um, but something that uh, that the job market would value highly. Um, so, so job gains would be um, would be very would be very very important for um, job gains to to happen would have to include the development of more skills. I think on that, uh, Mr. Eisenbeis is correct. Doctor Eisenbeis is is correct. Let's go ahead on to to cut number seven, John. Cut number seven. This is also Bob Eisenbeis. They were not very convincing as to why they were doing it, especially, uh, I'd make, make two points. First, if the problems are slowdown in Europe and trade issues, okay, stop, it's not stop. obvious to me how a cut an in interest rate. Okay, let's stop there because that actually, it, that, that was mislabeled. That's not the one I wanted. Let's, let's, let's hold off on that for a moment. Um, so I think the... In fact, we, we won't, we won't, we won't. So I did have the right cut for the first time. So, so if we're going to see an increase in, in, if we're going to see an increase in job creation, if we're going to see an acceleration into 2020, I think that that's, that's correct. What Eisenbeis said, I heard this, I heard this right here on this very station on business 1440, uh, yesterday, um, while I was driving around yesterday morning, I often play 1440 on on in my car in my car radio as I'm as I'm tooling around town, and I had some errands to run before I got out to play for a a, a, a fundraising uh, golf scramble. It's the best way to combine uh, charity and my favorite thing in the world to do, which is to play golf. Uh, no, it's not my favorite. It's my favorite leisure activity. My favorite thing to do is actually to be right here talking to you. Um, the that's a that's really an important point right that those skills have to be there but i want you to just listen again to to the numbers that are here participation rate up a tenth percent at 63 percent that at 63 percent the participation rate is higher than it was a year ago it's the highest that i think we'll, we'll say that's the highest it's been in a year the unemployment rate which is at 3.7 percent the only way in which the economy can grow in a non-inflationary way is through an increase in supply. That increase in supply has to come in part from an increase in labor. There is labor out there, we know, because we have we, we know that there's a there's been a decline in the labor force participation rate that's lasted about two decades, where we've gone steadily down from about sixty seven percent to 64 percent well let's do the math for a second okay the population the adult population is about 260,000 people 260 million people excuse me 260 million people what's four percent of 260 million all right you can play you could play the jeopardy theme but the answer is about is is about ten and a half million folks how much more could we have? How much wealthier could we be if we could figure out how to employ 10.5 million more people? We typically add in a year in labor force growth about 2 million people to the labor force. 
Suppose instead, over the next five years, instead of adding two, we added four. But we did that, and people would say, well, there are not enough workers out there. They're out there. They just happen not to be participating in the labor force right now. What would it take for them to do so? What would it take to bring them back? What are the reasons that they're outside of the labor force? Eisenbach's point is, is valuable in that there are people out there who potentially could work that are still on the bench not seeking employment right now. They're still out there. They're still out there. But a lot of what we what we've seen have been people who are who are leaving the labor force because they can't they can't figure out where jobs exist right now. The number of people who are unemployed who've been unemployed for six months or more and who are actively seeking employment fell by two hundred and forty eight thousand people in the last month in the last month. This huge decline in number of people are looking. What happened instead was all of the increases that we're seeing are on are on people who who've been out of work for four to five weeks. I think there's a lot of job shifting, a lot of job search happening as people are trying to figure out how to better match their skills to the jobs that are out there. Okay, that includes people who are in the workforce and it includes people who are outside of the workforce. I go back to that point. When people say to me, well, there's no way we could have 4% GDP growth, I say, yes, we could, but here's how. You would have to find a way to encourage about 4% of the of adult Americans who currently do not, 4% of the entire population of adults, 37% of whom do not work, we need to take about 1 in 10 or 1 in 9 of those people who are currently not working and find a way to bring them, and not looking for work, and find a way to bring them back to work. If we could do that, this economy could have managed to grow again. Do you hear anybody, anywhere, regardless of party, regardless of, is anybody talking about that? No, afraid not. We'll be back after this. We will talk about it here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with a free iHeartRadio mobile app.
Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this could be on the car this afternoon. I haven't heard this in quite some time. Thank you, John. That's a good one. I love that. All right. Look, I I would love to go on about this about this issue of, of how do we get that four how do we get to a four percent economy. I I still think you can do it. And I realize I have there are increasingly fewer people in my camp. But what we can't do what we can't do is so someone says, Well how come on, give me a hint. How how would you do it? Go all the way back to your Adam Smith. All right. I'm gonna do teaching twice today. So I'm gonna do Adam Smith in the first hour and I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a, a supply demand model for you in the second hour. Okay. Yes, that's right. Because I'm an economist, right? And if you teach, if we teach a parrot how to say supply and demand, you've got an economist. Um, yeah, it's an old joke. So, how would we do this? Adam Smith pointed out what creates, what creates the wealth of nations, and his answer was specialization and exchange. Learning how to specialize to do something better than you can do anything else. Not better than anybody else can do anything else. I'm not the best. I'm not the best university administrator. I'm not the best best dean. I'm not the best radio host. I'm not the best speaker. I'm not the best at anything, really. I don't think. When compared to everybody else in the world, I've never put myself up to that test. What I put myself up to the test to, and what I think is part of the discovery process of any maturing adult, is. What is it that I do that I do better than I do anything else? Notice all the self-references there. Right? And then once I figure out what that is, it's like, what are the skills I need to be better at that? What skills do I need to invest in to get better at that? And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to specialize in exchange. And one of the things that Smith said that was so valuable in the wealth of nations was that the, the, wealth, of the, the wealth of the nation expands with the expansion of the circle of potential traders. Not traitors, people who betray their country, but, but people who trade, traders. As I grow the circle of potential traders... My ability to specialize and exchange with them for what they do best is better. And I get a wider and wider plethora of goods and services made available to me. And so the theory of the case is that, that as we specialize in exchange, we get to be people who who become wealthier and wealthier, because we fo- but we end up focusing on on those things that we can do. The advantage of being a large economy like the United States is that we've got millions of people with millions of talents and an economy that allows them to capture a significant portion of the gains of their specialization and exchange. That they get to keep it for themselves is a motivation for them to continue and invest in those skills. 
That's the, that's the theory that lies behind it. And so when people say to me, why are you so hard on the Trump administration regarding its stance with trade? My answer to them is quite simple. You are tossing away the key to prosperity. The key to prosperity is finding sustainable patterns to exchange with others, to allow specialization with others. If you toss that away, if we just decide never to trade with anybody ever again, it doesn't take very long for us to go back to being being a subsistence economy. Okay? There are there are multiple examples. The best one being the China of the Middle Ages, which had traded through through from the Han Dynasty forward into about 1200 AD had ships that were trading throughout Asia and increasingly finding the ability to go into Arabia and even finding a few ports in the Mediterranean such as such as Venice in which they could ply their goods but when you ply goods you also plied you also received back not just goods back from those places but you received back people and culture and ideas and a more authoritarian china of the 13th and 14th century said i don't want that so what did they do they sank their ships in their own harbors so that their ships couldn't go out anymore because they were in the bottom of the harbor but the harbor was blocked so foreign ships couldn't bring goods in the result was approximately six centuries of economic backwardness where China, which had had a living standard parallel to any place in Europe in 1000 AD, in fact, was wealthier than most places in Europe at that time, fell back to having only about 20% of the wealth by the start, start of the 19th century. So what... How does this relate to a jobs report? Okay. You know what, John? I'm going to go back and do it again. Would you play cut number six one more time, please? We now have about 6.1 million uh, people unemployed, whereas we have over 7 million job vacancies. So if you're an employer and you have a job and they have a job vacancy and you can't hire people why would you create more jobs the only thing i can think of is that you may be creating jobs that have different skills and so part of what we're looking at is a skill mismatch and but a skill mismatch is imagined in an economy as being overcome by people figuring out how to use the skills they have to find someone to trade with. And as you widen the circle of potential traders by exposing yourself more and more to international trade, to trading with people who do not live in your, in your town or in your state or even in your country, as you do that, that unemployment goes away. And while he talks about, while, while Bob Eisenbeis talks about the 6 million, I want to focus on the 95 million, 96 million, who are not in labor force. There are, that's the, that's the area of opportunity. How many of them have skills that, could, that we could actualize to allow them to find means of trading with others? through specialization in the skills they have. These are not human beings to be ignored. These are human beings that have talents that we can that we can use. And it is a system like ours that puts them to the highest valued use. How do we know that? We know that because of the number of people who want to come to the United States for the simple reason that their talents applied in this economy generate for them far higher wages than they would generate in the countries they come from. And I'm not talking about Mexico or, or I'm not talking about Mexico or Guatemala. I'm not talking about, about sub-Saharan Africa. 
Europeans and Chinese and Japanese and, and Malaysians and Indonesians who have at least middle-income economies, and these are talented people. They come to us because they know their talents will produce them, provide them far more opportunity here than it provides them there. That is something for us to celebrate. And when you decide instead that you do not wish to open yourself up to trade and you put in tariff walls in their place, you are not just affecting a number in a trade deficit that might have a one or two quarter impact on GDP. You're changing the entire incentive structure through which people specialize and exchange with one another. You are killing the engine of growth, the only engine that pulled people out of subsistence level wages and subsistence level living standards for millennia before the 19th century. Okay, that's what you've turned your back on. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. I had never been a trader. I hadn't even really studied a whole lot. And so I was I was brand new to this. My name's Sam. I'm a student with OTA. Tell me why you decided to take classes from Online Trading Academy. I just was kind of at a crossroads. I wanted to uh, look for my next business opportunity. And uh, financial markets had always just kind of appealed to me. Actually, what's nice about everything here with OTA, they can teach you to trade with very small amounts of money uh, and really build everything up from the ground floor. So you really don't need a lot of money to get going with this. Really amazing instructors. How has Online Trading Academy changed your life? I'm a little bit more in control of my destiny going forward. I'm not quite as worried about contract to contract and know that I have some other sources of income. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Amazon recently announced that it will no longer sell books by Dr. Joseph Nicolosi and others which help people deal with unwanted same-sex attraction. With this, we've crossed a new boundary in the no longer latent authoritarianism of the sexual revolution. In Judaism and Christianity, your nature is defined by God. In ancient Greek thought, it was defined by nature. Our modern ongoing sexual revolution threw all of that aside and said that you define yourself. Your will decides your identity. But now, even that restraint is being thrown off, and a one-way door is erected in its place. If you want to self-identify as gay, you can, and help is available. But if you want to self-identify as straight, the help window is slammed shut. Amazon is moving in a chilling direction from online bookseller to online book censor. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Let me briefly run you through the rest of the sort of the news facts of the week. The we obviously have uh, we obviously have had uh, uh, the biggest news, of course, being the jobs report. Uh, 164,000 jobs on the um, uh, on the payroll report. 3.7 percent unemployment rate. Uptick in labor force participation. By the way, uh, on on the jobs report, uh, one thing I forgot to mention that was really quite good: average hourly earnings up three point two percent year over year. Um, there was a slight drop in hours that some people made uh, paid attention to. That probably that probably deserves uh, a, a mention. But uh, wages have been up over three percent for three con- on an annual basis for three consecutive months. And that, I think, is a sign that the tight labor market is finally carrying through into higher labor, co- higher uh, wages, real wages, of course, because you've got about a 1.5% to 1.6% uh, inflation rate. So if you've got uh, 1.6% inflation and more than 3% wage growth, you've got growth in real wages of about 1.5%, which about matches productivity. They're not The wage increases are not inflationary, but the labor market seems to be passing through additional uh, changes in productivity appropriately toward uh, toward wages. I, people will say, well, yeah, but they got away with not paying them enough for so many years. I, that's a different argument. That's not, the, that's not the one I'm trying to make right now. And one more thing in the jobs report to point out. The all-in unemployment rate, U6, that we talk about, dropped two-tenths of percent from 7.2 to 7.0% in the month of july okay so that would strike me as being further evidence number of part-time jobs fell dramatically i I, i'm not sure that's that's a a reporting error or some kind of random random noise that'll reverse next month but uh that's that's why that u6 number went down uh from 7.2 to 7.0 is the uh is the change in uh in the number of people employed part-time for economic reasons fell by over 380,000 workers kind of odd okay not not something we expected um the rest of the, the the rest of the data out there was a mix of good and bad it always is a mix of good and bad uh the savings rate in the united states is now at 8.1 percent it was uh 8.8 percent in february um and so and so pce inflation uh was up a little bit more so we're now at two percent we're now Three months in a row with a two percent, two percent increase in core inflation, the preferred measure for the for the Federal Reserve. I am I'm a little bit concerned that they may have decided to do the rate cut just the moment that inflation turns back to positive, but you can understand. You can understand their concern. Now we're going to talk about this in the next hour, but just take a look. Just take a look. It's here's some of the numbers that from the rest from the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the country, rest of the world. The uh, China's uh, purchasing managers indexes uh, for both uh, for both the manufacturing and service sector side is down significantly. New orders were down on the service sector side. Uh, from 51.5 to 50.4. Backlogs are in a contractionary period. I think the Chinese economy is experiencing some serious, serious um, issues, and I believe that part of what inspired uh, the the decision to add 10% to the tariff on, on consumer goods is is just the, is the, the news out of China is sufficiently sufficiently uh, uh, weak that he may feel like he's got an opportunity here. Yes, there's political timing as well. That said, let me let me make my one point about the tariffs, because I'm not going to talk about the tariffs for the rest of the show after this. All of the increases that have been pa- that, that in tariffs that happened so far were intentionally designed to go toward intermediate goods which helped make the case that the taxes were being paid by somebody else and that the consumer wasn't seeing. The consumer wasn't seeing them because the impact of tariffs on U.S. prices 
was being embedded through intermediate goods into the sale price of the final goods later on. So you were able to get away with this this frank fiction. Although there are lots of ways in which prices could have been changed. You could get cheaper parts to put in into your into your goods. You could because it's it because it's a business to business sale, you could imagine that that there's some negotiating going on in terms of how to change the product mix you're buying to keep the keep the prices and the bills about the same the invoices about the same as they were before i can imagine all of that happening that's not what these are these are going to be tariffs that pass through directly on to retail goods some of some of that will be will be changed because what we'll do is we'll shift from buying goods from china to buying goods from vietnam where the Chinese might be sending the goods to Vietnam so they can come to the United States to get to get a workaround. We might buy them from other from other countries. I understand I understand all that which is happening, but to go back to the point I was making in the previous segment, when you tell retailers they have to change the way in which they receive their inventory because you're going to put up a tariff wall between between China and them. Yes, it's 10%. Yes, it's not very big. But if you can go to 10, you can go to 25. And if and when you go to 25, that impact will be directly at the Walmart. It'll be directly at the Costco and the Target. And at the moment that does happen, that's at the moment that does happen, this becomes very real. I do not believe that it is in the interest of an administration seeking re-election to do this. I think it's a, it makes me wonder if there isn't an attempt to try to get to a resolution here fast, and so he's trying to increase the noise so that he can then say, oh, I got really tough with them, but now I'm going to have this. I'm gonna, Now I got this deal, and this deal's going to be awesome. Possibly. The hour of the Federal Reserve coming up right after this. Are you Get, get strapped in. This is going to be fun here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there day one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Pro-life across America, the billboard people. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before. 
at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Your best financial. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.